0: podcast.
1: KW calling. I'm on international frequency. Come in. You up again. Make me
2: want
3: to You know, what, is this, what does this represent? Uh, because this isn't just about soda.
4: Hello, fiends. This is Dave. And... Hello! Don't judge me! Don't judge me! Don't judge me! Don't judge me!
1: It's going to be called How's it going
0: yeah. Brilliant. Ian is fascinating. Already covered loads of topics. My eleven favorite cheeses. Yeah, it's a Riot.
2: You know, people will ask me why I do the things I do, uh, as they do with all of us, but why in particular creative things? Uh, you know, Why do I do this podcast? Why do I love horror movies? Why do I collect stupid shit? You know, I, I sit, right now as I speak, I'm surrounded by uh, dry, dry blood entrails, a homemade muppet, um, a devil's head, horns, more fake blood, and a few... There's actually severed limbs over here. I'm not sure where they came from. And a zombie. Uh, there's a little baby zombie over here. And, you know, I, I, it's, it's the zaniness that keeps me going. And uh, it, it keeps things interesting. But you have to find an outlet for that creative zaniness. And when you do, maybe you might entertain someone. Or scare a hell of a lot of people off. Or even find other creative people that uh, you find them in the same niche you all belong in and you work things through together <laughs> sort of like uh, you know a bunch of serial killers in a uh, group home. Well tonight I do have a very special guest uh, this is a long time coming we had to cross paths again, I guess by accident on the internet this time but we, we met at a convention. Um, my buddy and Zany at that I got to tell you Chris Mariano, of the Omanic show and uh, if you don't know what it is you're gonna hear about it and you're definitely gonna want to tune in especially if you grew up in the age of Sid and Marty Croft along those lines we'll get into it more Um, stay tuned and I appreciate you listening Alright, folks, welcome back to Saturday Morning Cartoon Madness. You don't know what I mean by that yet, unless you know Chris Mariano. Chris Mariano, are you there, sir?
5: Yes, yes, that's actually a great uh, term right there, Saturday Morning Cartoon Madness. Big inspiration on my life in general.
2: (laughs) Well, I kind of figured that one out on my own. Now, if you're not familiar, like I did, a little bit on the intro for you, um... You're in a band, and you have your own show. I don't know which you want to talk about first here, because one kind of leads into the other. Yeah, um, I
5: guess we'll start with the band, because I'm doing the band uh, longer than the show.
2: Okay, okay.
5: Yeah, the name of the band is The o Yes, and um, I'm
2: already a fan, by the way.
5: Uh, thank you. Thank you. We're a, a three-piece rock and or roll band that plays all original. Yep. Um And we've been playing for 13 years, based out of New Jersey. Yep, Uh, it's been a lot of fun, man. You know, like we used to have. um, We bought a mini school bus um, for the band, ripped out the three back seats, loaded our gear, loaded our friends, and just would tour.
2: That is awesome.
5: Yeah, so I mean, it was definitely a blast. Um,
2: That fits the sound. That fits the sound of your band. Now, I I just have to. I have to break you off here because I want to see if I hit it on the head. I'm going with. Devo meets They Might Be Giants.
5: You know, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> so many people say Devo. Uh, they Might Be Giants is actually um, our lead singer. That's his favorite group, which is actually my brother. Yeah, I do that. Um, so uh, that's like his favorite group. So a lot of people, we always like to say like a little They Might Be Giants. We Some songs, Little Ramones. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're happy Dancy rock and roll
2: right you got some uh mr bungle there too just not as dark
5: <laughs> yeah exactly you know a little experimental too we just you know what it is dave we try and have fun on stage we yeah. want to put a show on that we would want to watch from the crowd
2: I, you know what, and you you definitely pulled through. It, it is, that alone, it, it, it's like, again, that is even like going back to Saturday morning. I don't want to say b City Rollers, but they did a happy go lucky thing there. Or, you know, go back to Sid and Marty Croft. There's always music involved, always.
5: So, yeah, and, I mean, and that music was always, like the Banana Splits, for instance.
2: Oh, man. That was
5: about, <laughs> they played, they were a band. Yeah, and, yes. And the music yes. was psychedelic, the visuals were psychedelic. Yep.
2: I had that set up here next as like banana splits, Sid Marty Croft, the Great Space Coaster, and of course Pee Wee Herman. Oh my gosh! Yeah,
5: yeah. There's so many stories that involve everything that you just mentioned. Like especially like Pee Wee Herman. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Pee Wee. We did actually a trip. We flew all the way to uh, California when he was doing his stage show, and um, you
2: made it to that.
5: Yeah, we had tickets to when he did it, and then mm-hmm. they canceled it because they moved it to another location. But they offered everyone that had tickets to the original show a question and answer session.
2: That's really cool.
5: Yeah, so we, I, you know, I asked uh, Pee Wee Herman if he has the original cherry in his living room, and uh, he's like, "You really think I have the original cherry in my living room? <laughs> You'll never know the truth." <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> he gives you that ambiguous answer, just like everything else he does. That, yeah. That's hysterical. Uh, it's just so weird how all this has come together. We just—I watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure for the first time in like uh, 15 years the other day. This was on HBO or something, and I forgot how much I enjoyed that stuff. But yeah, I, you know, I sat and watched your latest episode, and again, now we have to talk about the show. We talked about the band a little bit. Yeah, the show is the Chris O'Matic show.
5: Yep, the Chris Tomatic show. Um, I I have a background in television and in um, and in film. Um, I was a big. I'm a huge fan of children's television. So um, it, it's very, very. It's a very stressful, high demand, uh, you know, business to be in. So I figured, you know what? Why not just do it for fun instead of doing it, you know, as my main job? Which I would love to do. The Chris show as my main job. So um, yeah. I do my own show. It's called The Crystal Show, and it's a celebration of imagination, yeah, basically. Midnight. We interview um, artists, we interview painters, photographers, sculptures, bands, writers, um, everything. And um, it's a lot of fun. I show uh, retro commercials. Yes, yes, you do. Odd cartoons. Uh, oh, yeah.
2: That's my favorite.
5: <laughs> and I have a cast of characters like Aluminum. Al he gives <laughs> advice. So Sorry. you take... Huh. Calls in live, and Aluminum Al will answer the calls.
2: Cardboardosaurus.
5: Cardboardosaurus. He is. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. He's a three and a half foot tall cardboard dinosaur that um, <laughs> he's part of the cast. My sidekick Skippy. I would be nowhere without Skippy. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's actually one of the head writers on the show, and um, I have a robot named Tobor. Uh,
2: Tobor. Yeah, he's a personal favorite of mine.
5: Yeah, Tobor. He's he's really funny because not not many people know that he actually does a lot of the the graphic design for the show, a lot of the the graphic elements. So, um, Tobor he's a huge part of the show.
2: <laughs> and not everybody realizes Tobor is robot backwards. I Ah, mean, uh, yes. Simple yes. play on words, but hey, it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. He's 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 definitely fun. And uh, I I don't I don't know. Do we give away some of the magic here? Because I know the characters are all yours. You work all of them. But how many of them work on their own?
5: <laughs> um, well, you know, they, they, they're they all working. <laughs> That's all okay. I can really say.
2: All right, so we're not going there.
5: <laughs> and, and you know, what? it's funny. A lot of people ask me, um, especially like Tobor, they ask, what powers Tobor? In fact, we were playing with the band. We were playing a show in Brooklyn, and there was this band that came up to me, and they're like, I, we've been obsessed with your show because we wanted to see what bands we're playing with. We stumbled across your band's website, omatics.net, and um, they watched all the back episodes. And they go, we have to know, what powers Tobor? <laughs> and I go, what powers Tobor? Your imagination. Nice. And they just look at me and they're like, what? <laughs> it's funny, Dave, because like I end every episode um, with imagine, create, and inspire. Yes. And, I mean, it's exactly what you're doing with your with your own show that you do. You're doing this
2: to create some kind of entertainment for people, I right? I appreciate that. To create a buzz and get people out there that normally wouldn't be out there. Or, actually, I'm selfish. I'm collecting music from these bands and getting to know them. And then by you doing this, though, how
5: many people you think listen to your show and say... I would love to do a show like that. Right there. That's the inspiration. It happens. You created. You inspired. <laughs> I mean, that's what I love about being able to have our own show. And it's I'm so happy that you're doing a show like this. Yes. Because it's so cool that you get to do this.
2: Oh, we, yeah. It's been so much fun. It really is. It's a labor of love. Um, it's a lot of work, uh, like yourself, uh, you know, I, I do everything, it's, it's all just audio, but, um, I'm production and writer and, uh, occasionally talent, if you, God, if you want to call it that, but, um, <laughs> but to give some background on Chris here, we met at, uh, was it Steel City Con about a year and a half ago? It was, uh, the Pittsburgh, uh, yeah, the Pittsburgh Comic Con. Pittsburgh Comic Con, I was there with Johnny Axe in, uh, our yeah. comic book, and you were right next to us, and Miss Heather Taddy was, uh, at a table over next to you. And it kinda of all came together that day. it was pretty wild. But uh, yeah, I met you that day and you're giving out your well not giving out yeah, I guess you were giving out your cardboard little action figures for your all your characters and Yeah, we
5: have a really cool uh Chris Omatic Show playset. Yep. And if anyone that's listening to this right now it wants a free Chris Omatic Show playset, feel free to email me at Chris at dot net. He's serious. At omatics.net, and I will send you a free Chris Omadix Show playset.
2: Yes, he will. He will. We got one. We got two of those, actually. Yeah, very, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, that, but that was a fun day, and uh, since that day, we were talking about, like, we had just started up the other podcast I used to do with John over Red Horse Radio, which is back up again and running, so yes, he has branched out, and he's the one that got us to do this, and it, it is working, just like you said, creating this uh, universe of just creative people, and, you know, there's a circle here, but we bring in new people a lot, and that includes bands, and now we got your band, too, to add to the, the family here. The omatics, which I really enjoyed. Um, I wonder if we should give them a taste right away. I'm thinking horns. What do you think? Oh, that would
5: be perfect. So now, we made a music video um, for this song called Horns. Um, I saw it, yeah. And I can really use all your listeners' help if you don't mind. Um, There's a contest that Weezer um, is doing to play on the Weezer Cruise. Oh, man, you guys deserve that one. Right? A lot of people say that... We, we are good mixed with, with Weezer, oh, so we need a music video, so if you could do me a really, really big favor, I will give you the biggest high five if you could do this for me. <laughs> Everyone, please go to YouTube and look for the Omatics Horns Weezer Submission, and um, on there, where you can find us on Facebook, we have it up on Facebook, Omatics Horns Weezer submission. And the the band that has the most likes, not the most views, but the most likes of their video gets to go on the cruise and play and open up for Weezer.
2: Uh, That would be incredible. That would be amazing. That's kind of like a goal for you. I mean, that is like one of the ultimate goals. Uh, I can't think of another band other than, let's say, Devo and They Might Be Giants that you would want to get paired up with. with, I mean, who else would you... What's another inspirational band that you would like to open up for?
5: Well, for me, like, personally, um, I'm the drummer of the band, yes. and um, a lot of my drumming, like, there's a, a band from England from the 90s called Ned's Atomic Dustbin. Of course,
2: yeah. Are they still functioning?
5: They uh, they get together once a year in December in England, the original lineup, yeah. and they play their first album, Godfather, wow, which yeah. is, like,
2: Grace L. Green.
5: Ooh, Grace L. Green, one of my most, that's that's up there, from one of my most influential albums for drumming. I mean, that drummer uh, was yeah. just amazing.
2: He, I think he was the highest talent in that band. That's just me, but...
5: Yeah, yeah. Well, that band was interesting, because they had two bass players and one guitarist. Right, right. And, I mean, that, like... I don't know another band that's attempted to try that, right? Do you know of any um, that tried...
2: I I did, but they weren't very good. Or I don't even want to mention it. It's, it's, nobody local here. We're going back to high school days. So. Yeah, yeah. I
5: mean, so that was an interesting sound. So, um, yeah, I, I would love to open for Ned's Atomic Dustman, but that's never going to happen. So I'll take Weezer. They're a great band.
2: Well, uh, how about we uh, give them a, a little taste of what you guys sound like, and then we'll get right back into this. Perfect. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. So horns it is. Let's do it. All right.
1: The to to to
4: Every time I see her smile, I hear her bass playing, bass playing. Every time I hear her voice, I feel my heartbeat, hear my heartbeat beating. Every time we hang out, it feels like we're dancing.
2: that was horns by the omatics and Woo! i do enjoy that song a lot the mr bungle and me absolutely adores that song because i love when they have their horns one of the few bands i like that has horns funky like that i, I just i dig that very yeah, great we love, song.
5: we love just doing like a dance party when we play and we've been <laughs> playing a couple shows with a with a horn section like a live three-piece horn section, i saw that
2: yeah i caught a few videos which has been phenomenal yeah oh definitely I, Um, am well off the air he starts telling me this story. Chris starts telling me this story. Again, Chris Mariano of the Omadix and the Chris Omadix show. That's who I'm talking to right now. Just a recap, but uh, this story you had, I, I think people need to hear it a little bit, a little background on you.
5: Yeah, Um. so my, like I said before, my background's in video production. Um, so uh, I'm in New Jersey, right outside of uh, New York. And uh, I used to work for a production company that used to do uh, pr- basically Fangoria TV. Um, I think it was basically on the, on a website, all, all the shows, but um, one of the things that they used to do when um, Dee Schneider used to record Fangoria Radio, uh, I believe it was like an hour show that was on Sirius, one of the satellite, or yeah, maybe it was XM.
2: Or XM, yeah, I have both now, they blend it together, so. Yeah, I, I'm not
5: even sure if he still does the show. Yeah. I actually think the company that I used to work for, they went under, but anyway, um, yeah, and we used to—I used to run and do camera work when Dee Schneider would record his Fangoria TV, his Fangoria, Fangoria radio show. Right. And um, I'd spend hours because uh, duplicating just hours and hours of movies for Fangoria TV. Like, and we would get these screeners for these horror flicks that were like, <laughs> I, I couldn't even believe what I was seeing. A yeah. Couple of them, you, you get sucked in and you're just watching, and in the other ones, you're like. Oh, my gosh. I'm never going to be able to get that image
2: out
5: of my head again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, it was cool. Like, it was a cool ride. I, I got to see some really amazing um, – there was one artist. Oh, my gosh. He's in a band. He used to do Stop-Voltaire. Volta-
2: oh, yeah, the vampire guy?
5: Yeah. Voltaire. Oh, my gosh. His. I, I remember we used to dub his uh, demo reel.
2: Oh, really? I have and a he, lot of his music, yeah.
5: Yeah. Um, he used to do a lot of stop-motion stuff. Um, he told me he was, he told this one producer, this great story about how, um, one day he just realized he had a broken bass guitar laying around. I guess he broke it at one of his shows or the neck cracked or something. He put it on eBay, he ended up selling it for like $2,000 to some girl in like Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> and he's like, in over a day, it's made $2,000. It was crazy. But like his stuff. I don't know, it just really stuck out. It's been really, really interesting. And he used to do um, something called interstitials in the business, where it's kind of like a commercial for the channel. So he used to do a lot for the sci-fi network. Oh, really? And um, so we would dub, um, they would be like maybe a minute long, and it would be like Happy Halloween from the sci-fi network. Those are called interstitials. So he used to do a lot of those, so we would be the company that, we would, that he would use to dub his demo reel, um, actually, because he was under contract, I believe, to Mo Green Entertainment.
2: I never in, knew, I, I wonder because I know he did a lot of cabaret-type music, and it was, you know, goofy, like the Star Wars Cantina song that he has, and he, he likes Star Wars a lot, I noticed. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah, um, he was, you know, I never met him personally, but his work was very, very cool. Yeah. And um, so that's, you know, my background's in video, and that's why I'm doing my chris show now, um, just because I want to continue with the video. You know, like, it, the show is really, like I said before, a celebration of imagination. We end every show with dancing, too, which is, you know, you can <laughs> yes. never go wrong with a little dance.
2: I saw, yes.
5: <laughs> and, uh, you know, we take calls. And there's, what's cool is when I go live, there's a chat room underneath it, and people jump in the chat room. And make comments about the show, and and we read the comments like on the show.
2: I wondered about that too. Okay, now the, that phone number, I almost called it. Uh, is that just for live shows, or how does? That yeah, work? yeah, the
5: phone numbers for live shows. Um, what I do though is there is a voicemail that always picks up, and then um, I would play, I would play the you know, the voicemail live on the show, when we talk <laughs> about the voicemail. Some people left some really interesting voicemails.
2: <laughs> you can't play all of them, or, or can you?
5: No, no, no. Some of them are very interesting. So, um, <laughs> That's it's been cool. good.
2: Yeah, I'd like now when you do that, that um, live. Let's say when you have guests, how does that work out? Do you put them? Are they in the studio with you? Yes. Or, yeah. yeah, and okay. it's
5: funny because they'll be in the studio with us, um, and it's really funny to look on their face when they see the action, <laughs> the magic happening. And um, Skippy, who's my sock puppet sidekick, yes, can ask a question. And, you know, it's really interesting because after about two minutes of being there, they forget that they just really answer the questions and they really interact with Skippy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they start talking to you, yeah into him instead of you. Yeah. That's and, great. And it's
5: really, they actually start talking to Skippy instead of me. And it's just, it's an interesting like um, trick of the mind when, when you're in here, you just get thrown into the element. Um, and it, it, you know it's it's a re- it's really a lot of fun. Um, you know it's basically a big um, homage to Peeves Playhouse because yes. that really inspired me a lot.
2: I was talking about zaniness in particular, which is the focus of our conversation here. I, you have this creative zaniness in you. I have it. It comes out in different ways uh, and it, sometimes annoying ways. I've scared the hell out of people and they don't talk to me anymore. <laughs> You'll have that. Um, with you, I guess you just, this focus. When did, <laughs> when did it become a show and not just something in your mind, you know, puppets running around in your head? Um, like, really, when did this actually come to fruition? Well,
5: show? Well, um, my very first show was, I had a public access show. Uh, with my brother. Um, I hosted it on our local public access TV. Um, and it went over like nine different towns. And um, that was about, oh man, 2000, yeah, 1999. No, 97 I started the show. Wow, okay. The public access show. And then, um, you know, one day I was like, let's see what happens if we do an all-night marathon. And then once I did that, <laughs> it was pretty popular. People were calling in. You know, because back then, on the public access show, we didn't have a seven-second delay, so people were calling in with the most ridiculous questions. <laughs>
2: yeah, but how do you keep the energy up for an all-nighter like that, though? How well, do you... what I was
5: doing was, um, we did a live two-hour show, and then we repeated old episodes, but we cut into the studio and took calls in between episodes. Okay. And um, it was a lot of fun. And then, once things got too political in the public access studio world, like, all these different organizations, because the show, I mean, as weird as it sounds, it kind of had a following. Mm -hmm. So then like all these different organizations wanted us to produce their show. And um, it just got to a point where my little project where it was all volunteer, it was all volunteer kids that were doing, that were running on the crew. It was, I was volunteer. I was doing about 20 to 30 hours volunteer work. Then they wanted me to do double that. And I was like, I can't do it anymore. So that ended then years later I was doing the band. And then I was just like, you know what? The technology is there where I can do a show from my own from my own place and beam it out to the world.
2: That's what happened. Absolutely. You no, know, I
5: mean, like there's this one story, Dave. This is really this is how amazing technology is. I did a show where I interviewed this guy who's the um, webmaster of a fan site for a band called the Go Team. Okay, uh, this band, The Go team, they're from England. So I interviewed this guy. He, had, he has a really amazing fan site about the band. So I'm interviewing the guy. He's in England on his iPhone, video Skyping me, right? Yes. I'm in New Jersey interviewing him. The band that, that the website's about was on tour in Japan, watching it on the tour bus. Oh, man. <laughs> in Japan. And one of my friends was watching the show in Egypt and she was emailing, she was messaging me questions to ask the guy.
2: <laughs> All this happening because of technology. You know, and you wonder, are people really going to believe you that that was actually happening? I believe you, of course. I, I, I've interviewed people in, in London without, believe it or not, as clear as we're talking right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing, amazing.
5: Yeah, so. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a lot of fun and um, I just want to show people you don't need to have a big budget to do a show. No. You don't need... To be a big name to do a show. Not just, anymore. Just turn your webcam on and start talking about what's on your mind. Or turn your recorder on and start talking and have a podcast.
2: Yeah. Just That's, get out yeah. there
5: and, and create. There's nothing wrong with that.
2: That's what I uh, like, Johnny Axe, my form, former boss, we're still friends um he uh he turned to me one day well i was i was just just having a bad time losing my mind basically he's just like you know what man even if you're sitting in a room talking to yourself somebody might actually listen <laughs> and exactly. uh, it would turn one thing to you know i had nine listeners ten listeners now like uh we actually will have up to 500 on on an episode it just depends if and when and it sometimes it takes a while then one night we had like 500 in, in a night And, you know, like, why are people listening? But these are the same people that could be doing it, too. It's cathartic, it's creative, and some of them do get involved. Yeah,
5: I mean, and again, that's why I end every episode with Imagine, Create, and Inspire. Because it really is, it's good for the mind Mm. to just get out there and create. (laughs) And your Mm. creation can inspire someone else to create, and it goes full circle right there.
2: Yes, yeah. That band that's just sitting with their CD collecting dust, well, they'll send it to me and I'll play it. You know, exactly. and then other people hear it, and then they may, they may want to come in, and that's happened more than a dozen times now. So yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, I, I have to agree with you there completely. Now, um, your brother, your brother's not in the band, is he in the band?
5: Yeah, um, my
2: brother. Oh Mark, yes, yes, um, yeah, he yeah is, he's okay. the
5: singer. Um, he's the lead singer, guitar player, keyboardist. Okay,
2: that's right. Yeah, now, um, he, he does has
5: comic books. As that's well. what I wanted
2: to ask you. Okay.
5: Yeah, so we actually have a new comic about the band called. Oh. Uh, Theomatics Rock and Read. Nice. Um, it's available on Amazon, and um, you know it's it's just a collection of comic strips about your know you know your average rock and roll band adventures. We go to the moon. We battle uh, space zombies. We find a <laughs> llama that likes to go to the library. You know <laughs> stuff like that.
2: Of course. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, now, I have to, uh, one of my favorite aspects of the show. Now, I don't know how you keep up with all this. You have a lot of segments. I know what that's like. I try to keep it within an hour to an hour and 15 minutes at the most. Um, you have segments galore, and they all fuse together really nicely. Um, like a, an old episode of Sesame Street or, I, again, the Great Space Coaster had segments, the cartoon segment. Then you had, like, this this one moment. I was dying. Uh, Mario and Luigi. Where do you get people to do that, or is that you guys in the outfits?
5: Well, um, I I dare say, was
2: it Mario and Luigi? I don't know.
5: (laughs) Yeah, I spend a lot of time researching. Um, There's a lot of websites that I go through. Um, Like, actually, right before I started interviewing uh, with you right now, um, Mm -hmm. I'm setting up tomorrow night's, you know, the next show. Right. Um, And then, um, so the programs that I use, I have to set up all the video roles ahead of time. Yeah. Um, So I kind of loosely come up with with the theme of the show. Um, there's always, there's Professor Montgomery Clark Westfield, yep, who yep. always shows, like, an instructional video, a training video, you know, like, that old, like, have manners. <laughs> um, there's always that, and there's always a video that showcases different kinds of artwork. Like, on this next week's show, um, Dave, do you remember in the 70s when iron-ons were huge? Of course,
2: yeah. You know, like, they
5: keep on trucking iron Absolutely. on, or, like, butterfly oh, yeah. means love, yep. um,
2: Oh, yeah, you used so, to get them in cereal boxes, and you could put them on your jeans and jean jacket yeah. and everything. else. So like
5: what that. I did was I, I made a video showcasing all different kinds of cool-looking iron-ons from the 70s. Because some of those iron-ons, that's art. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then, you know, and then I always try, like, right now I'm working in, like, really odd workout videos. Because
2: there's some bizarre, <laughs>
5: super bizarre workout videos. Um I so, you know, there's different yeah. clips I put in. I, I do a lot of research, a lot of amazing um, archival footage that's out there. And uh, it's just fun to watch.
2: I, what that goes back to to me is, uh, not, not the band this time, but the actual Mr. Bungle videos about the, the kid, the dirty kid that always ha- did everything wrong, black yeah. and white. Like, you're finding stuff like that. You're finding, like, these old, like, uh, what would you call them? Informational, like, educational videos they showed in school in the 50s and 60s. Yeah,
5: um, there was a company called Cornet. <laughs> Um, they were around in the 50s to about 62, and they did um, in- informational films yeah. uh, for, fil- uh, for school. But they did them on some like really bizarre topics. There's a lot of them, like how to walk down the street. That's what we're going to be showing on this week's show.
2: I can't wait. Who's going to be in that one? Is it just a video or are you going to act it out?
5: No, it's just, it's just a film. How um, to walk down the street. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely uh it's definitely interesting some of the things that they made films of back in back in the day.
2: Oh, yeah, we were watching it and they it just like people are turning to me like, where does he find this stuff? I'm, oh, I'm sure he researches it. <laughs> Just like you said. Well, um, it's,
5: it's funny too, because that's actually how, um, I got the name, we got the name for the band Neomatics.
2: Um, we
5: were watching, I was watching old newsreels from the world's fair of 1963. I've seen those. Mm-hmm. And
2: they showed the kitchen of tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I was Everything in that kitchen <laughs> in the
5: kitchen of tomorrow was Omatic.
2: I was in that kitchen. That's now in uh Disneyland in, yes, uh, in California. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, Oh God! what Was it the carousel of something? Carousel of Progress. progress. Yes. Yeah, that I know the whole song. Great,
5: that's such a great that uh, that song. A on,
2: song. Yeah, Once you get it in your head, man. It's a great
5: big beautiful tomorrow. <laughs> yes, you know it too. Shining the way. Uh, I'm not. Gonna, that's why I play drums. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I, uh, in this film, everything was omatic—the slice omatic, toast omatic—and I was like, yep.
2: "We should be the omatics," and I could be Chris Omatic. <laughs> It worked out well.
3: Yeah, well, yeah.
2: How's your viewership? What, what's I see that you have sponsors now. It's hard to it's, I can't. I don't think they're all real. Um, maybe some you know, of them.
5: No, um, like, I, I broadcast live. So when I broadcast live, it's, it's really weird. I, you know, there's really no rhyme or reason to it. Like one week I'll have two viewers live, my mom and my wife. Or um, another week I'll have 25 to 30 viewers live. Okay. Um, where I get most of the views, though, is during the week, um, because once it's on, I broadcast live every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock on omatics.net, right. and then once it's done um, with the live show, it's archived all the time up on omatics.net, and then, um, so, and then I share it out on Facebook, mm-hmm. um, the Chris Omatics Show has a Facebook page, so if you're interested, like us, and uh, we also share it out through the Omatics uh, Facebook page, so during the week, I get about 100 to like 200 views a week, um, which isn't bad. I mean, you know, like I said, it, that's good for just having fun with it. That's and
2: very good. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I do it. I make it a point on my lunch break. That's why I'm going to be watching it. I, I did it this week, and then I watched it again at home, too. Um, just your latest episode, which was great, by the way. I, I Oh, really, with the just, Chips ending? Oh, my God. I was dying. <laughs> I don't even want to tell. Don't even tell people what that is. They have to watch that.
5: Okay, yeah, you gotta go to it. It and find um, yeah. the episode from last week, and uh, chips. That was- we do a little, uh, a, a little, um, you know, special about chips.
2: A- anybody that knows chips from the '70s, the police show. I mean, Eric Estrada at his finest. I w- I was crying. It was that was really funny. That was brilliant, brilliant. And I did make a just. I don't want to give too much, but I use very familiar um objects to create a uh stop motion film back in the 80s i i had made a Godzilla movie Oh
3: thing.
2: wow. I know Do you the still work. Have that? Um it, it's 15 minutes long and it's on 8 mm somewhere. Um no soundtrack though, but we used fireworks and everything else and got in a lot of trouble. But um we even made I, I constructed a clay Godzilla to blow up at the end which was awesome. But yeah, it was uh, I don't I can't I don't want to give away what yours is, but I know the work that that entails to make the stop motion even for that what was it a 3 minute segment? Yeah, yeah.
5: Um you know, it's just, like I said, you just have fun with it. That's
2: yeah. really all it's about. Yeah, well, you definitely did, because I, I have tears in my eyes now just from thinking about that moment. That was so funny. So funny. <laughs> um, now, do you get other bands on your show? Or I know you guys, yeah. it seems like you you do. Oh, okay. Yeah, we get a, I get a lot of local bands. Um, you know, being in the scene, in
5: the New Jersey scene for 13 years, um, yeah. you know, you just know a bunch of bands. Um, I always have bands come on promoting their new album, promoting a single, whatever they have. Um you know, it's all local bands, local North Jersey stuff, um,
2: <coughs> Excuse and
5: it's, it's a lot of fun to have them on.
2: Yeah. Well, I think it's time for another song. What do you think?
5: Yeah, definitely. And I'll, I'll
2: let you pick this one. I think I already know what it is, but...
5: Um. Why don't we listen to a song called uh, Blanket of Snow? Good choice, um, good choice. This one has actually, our bass player is singing this one, and... Um, You know, a lot of people say this reminds them of, like, early Elvis Costello, which is interesting because none of us listen to that. But, um, (laughs) hey, if that's what they want us to – if that's what they want to hear, that sounds good to me. Yeah. The
2: reason I wanted to play it was, like, it's definitely – the two songs you gave me – now I just gave it away – um are so different like and i can't wait to hear more so let's start, yeah uh, that's
5: that's one thing we try and hit every genre of music um you know it's just fun why why be pigeonholed into one just branch out and that's what we try and do
2: let's hear some blanket of snow all right is it blankets of snow or blanket of snow uh blanket of snow okay there we go here we go
0: Oh, I need more I'm a warm so won't a... be my
2: was blanket of snow? Yeah, O-matics. that's a
5: blanket of snow from our album On Parade, which is available
2: on iTunes. It is on iTunes? That's cool. Very cool. What about Horns? Can get can they get that one there too?
5: Yeah, it's on the same album. Good, good um job the job. whole albums up there. I think you can get like the whole album for like $9 or something.
2: I'll be looking into that. Very very cool. Now, it's funny too because you also have a house band on your show.
5: <laughs> well, yeah, um <laughs> every laughed. every talk show has a house band, you know Paul Schaefer, and you know. So I figure, why don't I have a house band, but a real house band? So my house band is made up of houses.
2: Yes, it
5: is. And um, you know, they play. You know, when you see it, you actually see the street that the houses are on.
2: And yeah, they're jamming and, away. Um, you see them
5: rocking out.
2: <laughs> yep, yeah. it's funny. I didn't pick up on it the first time. I don't know how. I, I guess I was looking at everything else, and then I was like, wait, that the, they have instruments. <laughs> that was awesome yeah so the house band do they have their own um, gosh do they have a bunch of songs Do you have do they play the same things every show or you, um, you know, you... the house
5: band plays all mainly instrumental stuff okay. um, everything from like uh, surf music yeah. to uh, you know disco um, anything <laughs> that, that, that puts you in a good mood
2: <laughs> yeah that's absolutely hysterical I, I, I love that now your episodes first I want to ask you uh, can you go back to archives and find old ones? Uh, yeah,
5: um, I started the show, I did uh, 108 episodes.
2: Oh my god, I didn't realize that.
5: Yeah, it's 108 episodes over, I think I, like I calculated it up, it's like over 130 hours of programming because some of them went over, some of them I did like a two hour special, it was just crazy. That is crazy. Um, yeah, the first episode aired November 11th of uh, 2010, I think it was, 2011. Oh my um, God,
2: that's a and, lot of work.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, they're archived up in between YouTube and Ustream. So if you go into YouTube and, YouTube and you, you know, type in The chris show, yes, Show, you can find some old episodes, and on Ustream.tv, um, you can find some old episodes as well.
2: Okay, very cool. Now, um, excuse me, a little uh, stuffy here. Now, this is a personal question, and I already explained to the audience uh, about me more than a few times, but do people ever ask you, why do you do this? Every single
5: time someone talks to me about the show. The the, the couple (laughs) questions that they ask is, this is the one I get a lot, Dave. What drugs are you on when you do the show?
2: Don't worry, I get that one, but not about the show. That's my writing, that's something else. Yeah, and then I just... That's honestly like when someone asks that, that's when I just feel bad. Now my own uncle actually asked me that one, and I, I honestly I told he should have known that I never needed drugs to write some of the shit I write. But, yeah, uh, and then like I honestly feel bad for them if
5: they think that's the only way someone can create and use their imagination. Right. Like I think it's it's just sad that sometimes people think you know when you're a kid they give you toys to play with. So the concept of a toy is to go on an adventure to mm-hmm. you know. Take take your time away and just play. Use your imagination and play. But then when you get older, you don't get to play with toys anymore. So does that mean we have to stop using our imagination? No, yeah. Just start
2: writing scripts.
5: Yeah. So that's why, you know, I... Uh,
2: and that's <laughs> not, not prescriptions, but actual scripts.
5: <laughs> actual
2: sc-
5: <laughs> Yeah, so a lot of people ask me that, you know... Um, and a lot of people ask me, "Oh, you must be getting a lot of money. Is that why you do it?" No, ah, I do it because I love doing right, it. Right, right. It's so much fun.
2: Yeah. Don't get into this for money, folks. Not, not initially. It, it can come, uh, and there are there's some opportunities out there. But do it because it's fun. Because you said it yourself earlier. When it became too much work, you got out. And when it became yeah. it, it became not fun. They were trying to take it away from you. And yeah, that's that's no good. Um, now, let's see, so you do have bands on there, um, do you, have, now music is a part of every show, I take it, but now your guests change, you said, from writers to, do you have actors, too?
5: Yeah, um, anything to do with, um, music, um, okay. not music, but anything to do with art. Um, okay. you know, I had a rapper on one time. Cool, um, yeah, so
2: we, I've had them, yeah.
5: Yeah, which, this was an interesting story, he was actually, um, diagnosed with cancer, and, um... While he was going through chemo, he wrote a bunch of rap songs, and he was recording them because he was he was thinking, that's it, you know, this is what I want to leave, leave behind. Oh, wow. He ended up beating cancer, and someone heard the rap songs, and he got signed.
2: Oh, my God. Do we know him, or do you not, you don't want to say?
5: Um, he's, he's up and coming. He moved, he was from New Jersey. Wow. And um, now he moved out to, uh, he just moved out to L.A. not too long ago, okay. and, um so he's working his way up so I mean that's really cool um I've also had photographers yeah. um I had this one really great um writer Cassine Gaines and he wrote the unauthorized uh, behind the scenes story of Pee Wee's Playhouse oh wow which ended up being um a New York Times bestseller for Kindle books <laughs> um so I mean that's really cool and um I had some other just like really interesting guests <laughs>
2: So, now, um, so you, now, back to the other question, though, with the, why you do it. Um, so, you, it comes down to being able to play as an adult, but creating those stories for other people to enjoy, is that what you're looking at?
5: Yeah, I, I, like, you know, um, I just want to entertain people. I, you know, I want to give them a break from all the reality television that's on, because I don't oh, know how yes. many more Real Housewives shows
2: we need. Thank here. you. Uh
5: i mean i don't really we don't need any more of those um and since mtv stopped playing music videos right and um you know the saturday morning cartoons aren't fun anymore no yeah
2: they're not you're correct they're not
5: why not give everybody a little break and you know i do my show
2: and it it is funny i I think it's a perfect lunch break show to watch if you're at work i mean that's that's it puts a smile on my face and it's a perfect it's, it's an hour long usually right
5: yeah, it's an hour long, and that's one thing that I love. Though, like I love how you said you you watch it during your lunch break. Mm-hmm. I have one. I know one girl that watches it when she eats her breakfast in the morning. <laughs> um, I know people that watch it before they go to sleep. Um, it's just interesting. People have a set schedule when they watch the show. Yeah, and that makes me feel so good.
2: Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. You you become part of their life, and you know that. You hope they're smiling while they're watching you. You know. <laughs> that's yeah, I'm exactly. sure they are. I can't see how they're not. Um, let's see. Uh, do you um, do you do all the art, all the background, everything? Is that all you?
5: Um. Well, like the backdrops for like Skippy and stuff, my brother did. the uh, He designed the backdrops with that. Mm-hmm. Um. Some of the graphic design work my robot Tobor does. Okay. Um. But uh.
2: He seems pretty know, efficient, that guy.
5: Yeah. Yeah. He's he's busy. I, you know I tell him what I need um, in the meeting, and then mm-hmm. he just goes through and he does it
2: all right well yeah i can tell that he's kind of on the ball he pretty answers every question you could possibly throw at him yeah um, now you know like you know, i'm hoping like with uh people like you that you have like um a musical influence in your head that's not just persistent carnival music like myself <laughs> you know you have to have other influences out there is there anybody new that is inspiring and turning those cranks in your head before you do a show or during the show well,
5: um, you know what? I, like, when I'm setting the show up or I'm doing research, uh, I really get into Stereolab.
2: Oh, interesting. Okay.
5: Um, I just love Stereolab sound. Um, it's just they were ahead of their time. Mm-hmm. I'm really hoping they come back. They went on hiatus. So I listen to a lot of Stereolab um, when I do my compiling, I call it, my um, like researching and stuff.
2: Awesome. Um, now... I hear that you're not alone in your studio right now. That's right. Um, one of my, uh, my cast members,
5: Carbordosaurus, just came in back over there.
2: Okay, that's cool, because I, I did want to address him being a, sort of a favorite of mine. Uh, I don't want to make the other guys jealous. but um... Yeah, yeah um, Carbordosaurus, he did get braces not too long ago. So yeah. every now
5: and then, he talks with the little list. So, <laughs> hey, try not to bring that.
2: <laughs> yeah, they, they're very big braces. Um... I'm, I'm big into the dinosaur thing. Uh, we're talking old dinosaur movies, new dinosaur movies, and I'm not just talking about Jurassic Park. Yes, I enjoy them, but I like the real bad ones too. Now, I have this theory that I could probably only discuss with you and Cardboardosaurus. I call it the Caveman Theory. Um, cavemen have ruined every dinosaur movie movie ever made, as far as I'm concerned. I love the dinosaur movies. Like, okay, we go to Burrows, Land of Time Forgot. Why did they have to the, the people that time forgot? I don't know. It's good, but I, I like the dinosaurs better. movie The Last Dinosaur. Cavemen show up. Ruin the entire movie. Uh, Dinosaurus. We have two great dinosaurs in the movie. Uh, that's like early 70s, late 60s. A caveman. Really? A frozen caveman with the dinosaurs? Come on. Um, last night I was redeemed. I was redeemed by... Okay, Netflix streaming has a movie called Project Dinosaur. And it's a found footage film from the UK. And it is actually good. It's kind of scary, even. It they, they got a PG-13 rating, but there's some violence. as some good dinosaur effects. And there's no cavemen. <laughs> so where do you take the uh, caveman theory, uh, as far as dinosaurs are concerned, in dinosaur movies? Um, Carbortosaurus, do you want to take that one?
3: Whoa, Chris! Oh, Dave! Hey, Dave! How you doing, sir? Oh, well, you know... One of my favorite movies about dinosaurs is this movie called Babe. Did you ever see this movie called Baby? It's I... from the 80s, and the dinosaur kind of looks rubbery. I do recall that one, yes. Well, in that one, there was really no cavemen, <laughs> but then there was these people that wanted to take him home as a pet. Uh-huh. That wasn't good. <laughs> but I know what you mean. Cavemen always try and buy dinosaurs. Or they think dinosaurs are bad news. So, I gotta see this new one. Like, the found... You said it's a found footage one? It is a found footage film, yes. Takes is place it in, that, in the is Congo. that scary as the Blair Witch Project? That scared me, Dave. For you, sir, I would recommend you don't watch this. <laughs> oh, I do not. I'm gonna have nightmares. <laughs> hey, Dave, Yes. Do you know what I'd like to... Do you know what I'd like to collect... I'm not sure.
2: Don't say uh braces. No no,
3: I like to collect ViewMaster discs. Do you remember ViewMasters? Do I? Yeah, man.
2: Snoopy was all that was all the action back then.
3: I have a big collection of
5: Viewmasters. My favorite is the Grand Canyon. <laughs> uh, uh, Racer, sp- so what do you think of dinosaur movies? That's
3: what Dave wanted to know. Well <if> dinosaur <laughs> movies were good. You know, but they really need to portray us the better light. We're all friendly, right, Chris? Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> all friendly.
2: Yeah. Well, okay, yeah, as long as he's friendly. I guess that's what's important. Well, he did address that. Um, how, how about you, Chris? Where are you on uh, my caveman theory, ruining the movie?
5: Well, you know, it's interesting, because I think they have to put the caveman in there because they just, I don't know, I guess they want an element of danger and an element of just... I don't know, everyone gets blown away by the dinosaurs. Right. So I guess they want the, the people to like
2: the caveman. Well, there's a reason why I bring this up, okay? And it's not just... It has to do with all movies. I use the caveman theory in all movies because you could have a really good plot, okay? Um, usually sci-fi and horror, I should say. A really good plot. Then all of a sudden, there's some turncoat guy that has to be the bad guy, and the whole movie changes because now it's all about the bad guy with the gun and not the dinosaurs, you know? It's just like... What are we doing here? And the Caveman Theory has ruined many science fiction, almost every sci-fi movie made for sci-fi. They're all crap anyway. But um, <laughs> they can at least be funny, and they ruin that too. But yeah, that's my Caveman Theory. I just wondered where you were with that. No, it's an, it's an
5: interesting theory. It really is. <laughs>
2: yeah, is it though? <laughs> Listen, I want to thank you for coming on, both of you. And uh, this is where you definitely should plug everything you got and where to get it, and everybody can tune in. Oh,
5: wow. Okay. Well, here we go, folks. Um, the Chris O'Matics Show, every Wednesday, live, 8 o'clock, on O'Matics.net. That's O-M-A-T-I-C-S dot net. And then um, you can also check there for uh, band stuff. That's where the band is. And look us up on Facebook. Uh, on Facebook, the Chris O'Matics Show has a Facebook page and the O'Matics.
2: All right. Very cool. Yeah, again, this was great. I don't know if you have another song you want us to go out to, because I'll be glad to play one more uh, as our outro here. Uh, I'll let you decide that if you want. Um, we got room to move, and uh, but we have to do this again.
5: Definitely, definitely. And I can't wait to have you on my show. Um, I appreciate I know that. Skippy has a ton of questions for you,
2: <laughs> and
5: uh, we could really have a lot of fun if we have you you guys on the show. Would you be
2: interested? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I definitely would be. Um yeah, I, I can probably, as long as it's later, uh, I could probably get Miss Heather involved in October, like you said. That, that might be really good. Cool, cool, let's do that. All right, very cool, very cool. All right, uh, Chris Mariano, and uh, definitely look him up, guys. Watch the show. It is hysterical, especially if, uh, for us guys in our 40s, late 30s. And if you remember Sid and Marty Croft, and you, you, if you remember enjoying your Saturday mornings, you could do it now all the time. 108 episodes, that's insane to me, but wow, <laughs> you have been busy. All right, well, we'll talk again, and thanks, and uh, we're going to take you out with another Omatics tune here, all right? Good night, all folks. Right. Thanks a lot. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening, fiends. I really might uh, – great thanks to Chris Mariano of the Chris Omatic show for uh, spending his time with us. He's a great guy, great imagination, and some of the, my favorite people in all of the art world – are full of energy and enthusiasm, and that's what draws me to them. And in that vein, that's why I'm going to play the next song and last song of the night uh, from The Omatics. and this song is called Energy. Enjoy, and thanks for listening. As you listen to this, I'm on my way out the door to buy the new Ministry album, and definitely get some blood in my Jaeger. All right, Enjoy. <laughs> Energy is power,
1: power is energy. some
3: jello,
1: okay? Okay. Well, that
3: settles that. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the
5: Arena, The Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like
3: Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, The Interviews.